0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Fabulous at 50 podcast. We're so happy to have you joining us today. I have an amazing guest who is a friend, a colleague, and I often say partner in crime and a lot of fun. Welcome Dr. Andrea Eschenbrenner to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad I'm here. Well, I am so glad you're here as well. So, Andrea and I have, we go back quite a ways, like, you know, quite a number of years. But when we first met, uh, if I recall correctly, we were at a, a women's networking event, right? A business women's yes. networking event, right? Do you remember that day? Yeah. Yep. I just remember you sitting down, and it was like I was your instant best friend. You yes. just <laughs> hit it off, and yep. we just kind
1: of became best friends since. Agreed. It's, um, it was good. It was like our partners in crime from that point on. Yeah. Yeah. In a fun way.
0: <laughs> in yeah. a fun way. And so I am so happy to have you on today's podcast. We have lots and lots to talk about. And for the listeners, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening out in podcast land, just go to the show notes for Andrea's extensive and uh, very impressive um, bio as far as I'm concerned. You're like a real smart cookie in my books. And I'm curious, Andrea. I just set the tone for today's talk. What drew you to becoming a chiropractor in the first place?
1: So it's been probably in my blood for a long time. It really started way back when my sister started Um, developing grand mal seizures. And so my mom obviously went to the hospital. My mom and my dad were in total panic. Uh, Doctors put my sister on whatever drug of choice. I think it was by Dilantin maybe back then that she was on. And she was this amazing six-year-old little girl who had seizures. And with the drugs, she really turned into a very non-responsive two-year-old. She wouldn't even answer to her name. She would lose her hair in chunks. And my mom was just panicked. Um, part of the problem as well is with that medication, my mom was told she had to have her liver and her kidneys checked on every three months. Mm. So for a six-year-old that was just starting life, it was quite uh, stressful, obviously, for my parents. my I think it was a friend of the family that ended up telling my mom, hey, why don't you take her to my chiropractor? And of course, like all other moms, they're like, for what? She doesn't have back pain or neck pain. But my aunt was like, do you have anything else to lose? Like, I think it was my aunt. Can't remember. Anyways, doesn't matter. Um, and so she's like, "Do you have any? Do you have anything to lose?" And my mom was like, "Well, no. I'll try anything at this point." Mm-hmm. Anyways, went to the chiropractor and um, ended up being that the bone at the top of her head was, or right at the base of her skull, was so far out of place that it was putting pressure on her brainstem, which wow. by default was triggering the, the seizures. So now it didn't happen overnight. It took a solid six to eight months of adjusting this little girl, and to this day, my sister has never had a seizure since.
0: Wow. So and those, she doesn't need medication anymore.
1: Nope. She's been off it um, since she was a child. It has never returned. So the thing that I like about chiropractic is it's not just about removing the, pro- the issue. It's about removing the problem that triggered the issue. It's about taking right. that extra step backwards. And for me, it's pretty much been my whole life since that point is trying to help people figure out what is the problem that's triggering the issue that they're having right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. How old were you at that time? I was 11. You know, so that had pretty profound oh. impact on you. Yeah. I mean, there's something to see your dad crying while he's holding your baby sister, right? Mm-hmm. It just changes where you go, whoa, this is something really bad, right? Yeah. Like, it's just that you really kind of stand up and pay attention now and go, okay, something, something really bad is happening here. So I've always mm-hmm. just been following my mom, like, my mom has really been about all this alternative or healthier version way of living. And I've just kind of followed in her footsteps. You followed that. Mm -hmm. So you I've actually heard you called a wellness chiropractor.
0: So what's it like? Is that a thing? Is that a term? Can you explain more
1: about it? What does that mean? So there's really two kinds of chiropractors. There's the musculoskeletal chiropractor, who's really there to help you get out of pain. They want to make sure that you're out of pain. You don't have neck pain. You don't have back pain. And that's the extent of where they stop, which is fine because that's what. That's important. That, that's, yeah. And that's the type of job they want to do. For me, I think it's also because looking way back at how life started with me and my world of chiropractic, I look at everything. I look at how you sleep, how you sit, how you stand, what are you doing? What is your lifestyle choices that can be affecting your system? So it's much more in depth with what's actually paying attention to and what's happening to the person versus just trying to get them out of pain. Mm-hmm. That's so important.
0: And I, 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 That was exemplified, shall I say, by you in the Fab Club membership um, Mm -hmm. in October because you came and you spoke to us. You did some training for us, which was fantastic. And I so appreciated the women that were part of the club. And if you're listening and you're not part of our Fab Club, you can simply go to our website www.fabulousat50.com. And when you're there, you can either watch different podcasts while you're there, you can uh, read some blogs, but you can also join the membership. And that entitles you to weekly calls where we have wonderful people like Andrea, Dr. Andrea on and uh, doing some training and all sorts of things. Now, I want to circle back um, just a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated how people get into the line of work that they did. I'm curious when, so at 11, when you had this really profound family experience, you started following your mom on the more natural ways. Was it in that moment that you said, I want to be a chiropractor or was it more as school went on and it's like, okay, what do I want to be with? I grow up kind of thing. And then it unfolded for you.
1: It's a bit of both. Um, well, at eleven, I wasn't quite sure that it was the chiropractor, but it was that version of taking care of yourself a little bit differently than just following the medical way of doing things um so as things were as I was progressing in school, um I was starting to pay a little bit more attention to what was going on, and it just kind of slowly unfolded. I always knew I wanted to be a healer, a doctor. Mm-hmm something to help people. I, you know, at that point, was it a hundred percent chiropractor that I was really going down that path? I don't think so quite there. It just kind of evolved as I started paying attention to what I was attracted to. Mm-hmm. And it really just kind of narrowed it in when I was, um, because with chiropractic, you got to have your degree first, and then you go to chiropractic school. It's the education is identical to a medical doctor. It is still eight years. You still walk out with a doctorate. You have the same amount of training, the same amount of hours. So as I was going through my undergrad, um, it's when it really clicked in where I went, this is really what I want to be doing is more the chiropractic side versus the medical side. At one point I played around a little bit with naturopathic trying to figure out, but it always came back to what happened with my sister Mm -hmm. to be able to put my hands on patients to help them as well. That was important to me. Beautiful.
0: And the fact now explaining, thank you. Actually, I hadn't really understand really that concept of wellness chiropractor. And it's more that holistic view, which of course Mm. is a very healthy way of looking at things. Now, I know because I'm your friend that you love (laughs) books. You love to read. You were so excited when you got into your new apartment and we found you bookshelves and you got your life starting your library but I'm going to give you a little prompt here. I know that there is one book at the moment that has captivated your interest. Can you tell us about that?
1: It's uh, taken over my time for a few years now. Yes. (laughs) This is my book. I got it. Oh,
0: look at that. For those of you that are out in podcast land, just listening to the audio part, um, Dr. Andrea is holding up a Book with the cover a gorgeous picture of herself and it's saying slowing the aging process what's the first part is there another
1: yeah Yeah. five simple steps to look and feel younger excellent well we all need that Mm -hmm. and I wholeheartedly
0: agree with all of them and I've learned so much from you and incorporate a lot of that into the fabulous at 50 teaching and we've done been on stage and done that together Um, tell us more about the book what's happening with it when does it launch what's going on
1: yeah. So the book was a long time coming. Um, that's, you know, it's not as easy as it looks. I thought it'd be like, ah, a piece of cake, no problem. I can do that. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> so it's actually going to be launched November 17th. Okay. It's in a special November month. So we are going to have a special when it comes on the lunch as well, because it's all tied into that big birthday that's coming up in November. So I was going to say something about that, that this is a
0: really beautiful present for you because at the end of November, you are turning 50, which means you can be actually officially part of our community. Well, I'm going to back up the bus there, is we attract, even though we say Fabulous at 50, it's really about aspiring to be fabulous in in your midlife. And you've been hanging around the Fab at 50 community for a while. I have, But we love to kind of joke around to say you're going to be official. And so having your book launch this month is quite incredible. So I know that you have some hard copies. And how does somebody get a hard copy at the moment?
1: So I only have a very few amount at this point until we get the launch going, but, um, you can come by my office. I do have them at the office. Um, once the launch goes on mid November, at that point, uh, there's going to be a lot more books available at the office as well. So you can either get them online. Um, the best way to do that is stay connected with me. Like right now it's through my Facebook group. Um, we just, every day we share a little tip from the book, right? And that's where a lot of the information is going to be dropped and when the actual launches are going to occur. And because at that point, we're going to do a special, um, we're going to take the price price of the ebook way down as kind of a happy birthday kind of special. It's a
0: special launch all right so right now just um for those that didn't catch that is um dr andrea is based in calgary alberta canada and so if you happen to be living here or visiting here you can go by her office have an appointment and get a hold of one of the books but mostly the the big formal launch is like coming up really soon on november 17th and they can buy it online for super duper special now i've seen specials go like ridiculous price for a one day just like a blowout sale so absolutely i think think that'd be kind of what we're gonna do that would be so fun that would be a very Mm -hmm. fun way of launching it and a big special because we can't gather you know you can't gather everyone when they're all over the country here so we can gather online for that and so i want to make sure too so when they go tell tell um people how what is your facebook group what's your facebook group called um expect wellness I love that. Expect wellness. That really opens up the mind.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's about hope, right? It's about, it doesn't matter what age you are at. You can always heal. You can Mm -hmm. always get better. You can, as long as you have hope and you don't think that, oh, I'm just getting older. This is what it's going to be. Absolutely not. There's so many things you can do. And that's part of the stuff that we're talking about in the book as well. So that's the big point. Like the huge takeaway is, you know, it doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter what's happening in your system. Your body has this amazing capacity to heal. You just have to sometimes help it along. And sometimes you got to stop irritating it all the time. Absolutely. I loved, I'm just going to pop this out there, um, is
0: when I've been watching you train from stage or when you came on our zoom call for the fab club, I always remember when you held your arm up and you, you know, you rub, what was it? You rubbed your arm and you just said, oh, you rub your arm with your
1: finger. No big deal. Doesn't hurt. Yeah. And then What was it like? You just that. keep going, right? And then you go a couple of days, eh, annoying, a couple of weeks, going to start hurting a couple of months, really starts to become painful. A couple of years, it becomes excruciating. One of my favorite quotes of all time is if you listen to your body, when it whispers, you don't have to listen to it when it screams. Oh, right? so oh I just got wet. chills on that. Yeah. That yeah, is like so it, true. Like It's about listening to your body when it starts to talk to you. You have that ache and pain. You have that discomfort, the knee starting to tweak. Those are your body's whispers. But if you don't listen and you don't take the action steps, your body is going to turn around and start screaming. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it is much more difficult to fix it. Still possible, but just not as easy as when it was whispering. Yeah. And what's important is to get people on your team and, and also to
0: educate yourself, which yeah. reading your book and those five steps, can you just tell me what, what are the five steps without going into detail? Like what, what do they include?
1: Yeah. So we we talk about big sections in the book. So one is, um, eat well, sleep well, move well, think well, and of course age well right? It's, Those are the big main right. topics that we talk about. And then we come down, but you know, just to put on a sidebar when it's about educating, it's also about joining and listening to things like your podcast and joining your stuff. Thank you. you are all about educating. It's one of the reasons I'm so at- attracted to this fabulous group of yours, because it's not just connection, which there is tons of, but there's so much information and it comes from different aspects. It's not just wellness and it's not just about inspiration it's it's educating it's teaching about all kinds of topics some topics that I wouldn't really touch base on that you kind of go into some of those behind closed doors topics right so you go after everything and it's one of the my favorite reason why I'm so excited to be able to join your group officially officially yeah (laughs) Yeah. because you've been part of the group. Um, all along and
0: you know i've spoken on the fab at 50 uh stage when we've run our big trade shows mm. and so happy to actually have you part of the group when we gather together and have some fun which is fantastic that that's amazing now i'm this one didn't prepare you for i'm gonna put you put, put you on the spot here <laughs> yeah Great. i i want to circle back to you you know the fact that you are turning 50 at the uh, end of the month here. And you you don't look it at it all. <laughs> so it's like amazing, which really is a testament to living, you are living what you're preaching, you know, like on mm. the positive thought and getting good sleep and, you know, drinking the water. Um, I would love to hear from you on a personal level, what does turning 50 mean to you? What what's been going on in your life as you know, kind of you're entering or you're in midlife? What's, what's shifting for you?
1: So I think the biggest thing is, and I think everyone will agree up until this point, my life revolved around my kids, my Mm -hmm. family, their schedule, their events, what Mm -hmm. they needed. And I kind of got lost. My life was being a chiropractor and being a mom and being part of a family. Mm -hmm. And that was it. All the stuff that was me kind of went away. Like I used to be a really good salsa dancer. Like I'm like really good. Like, can I do it now? It's been a long time. Like when I was looking back, it's got to be at least 20 years since I've done it. And I'm like, really, that is such a shame that I just let that go. Mm-hmm. So part of my thing in my fifties, I want to do some stuff. Like I want to get back out there. I want to go dancing. I want to get back salsa dancing. Maybe I can be part of the, I don't know, those ballroom dancing, you know, they're called masters, which I'm not quite sure. I like that name because that just makes you feel really, really old. <laughs> but maybe get back out and do that again. Right. See if I still have it. I don't know if I do or not, but see if I do. And it's perfect um, because it's all
0: the glitzy and you love glitz.
1: Oh, I am the sparkle girl. Like I just, I do, I do. Um, neither one of my children do. I'm not quite sure how I that happened. They like, very simple. But well, no matter what you are, if you're simple, they probably would end them
0: in the sparkle. That's just mother and daughter thing. Yeah,
1: that is true. Very true. So for my 50th year, I'm, I want to do some things that I've been sitting on the back burner. So the book, that has been huge. That has been on my bucket list. So I get to check that off and go, I did that. Um, I want to set up an online course. It's going to be a tie-in to the book. I was thinking of trying to do some kind of membership for my patients in my office. Not sure how that works yet, but that's kind of in the back burner. These things that I've been looking to do that I just, life has always been about family and kids. Now life is about me. And what do I want? And someone said, well, what's your most favorite thing to do? And I was like, wow, I don't know. Like, I've kind of lost who I am. So this year is my year to figure out who I am and what I like to do and what I want to do.
0: Love I went it. golfing.
1: So I finally did the golf. Well, i love my to share a funny story for the friend, golfers yes. out there.
0: <laughs> can, I, can I be mean? <laughs> so we went golfing and I haven't done a lot in the last little while, but over the years I have golfed. And, uh, Andrea calls me up and says, you know, let's take some lessons together. And I'm like, I'm in, cause I haven't golfed in about four years. And so she picks me up and I'm putting my golf clubs in the back of her car. And she looks at me and she goes, you're taking clubs. Am I supposed to have clubs? And I started laughing so hard, but really it made sense. Cause your comment was, I don't know how to golf. If I don't know how to golf, why would I own golf clubs? Which made sense. I thought they provided them. So we just had a really big laugh and we had a wonderful, um, pro that was teaching us. Like we had some great laughs with her and we shared my golf clubs and then you bought some as well. And we had so much fun. So next year we definitely want to golf, but for anyone, I know that there's some women out there that are part of this, that are big golfers. So I just. Had to share that. Cause I thought it'd yes. be giggle at your expense. Sorry.
1: Well, it's you no, know, and it's all good. I didn't have teas. I didn't have, I didn't have anything. I just showed up. I'm like, I'm here. Teach me. Yeah, I know with all your glitz as well. You're the most glamorous
0: golfer I've ever golfed with. And I loved it because that to me is quintessential fabulous at 50. It is being willing to step past the embarrassment of not caring whether I'm good at something, but to embrace something that I want to do. And, and for yourself, with what you teach and the wellness side of it, is also being taking care of your body so that you could do this type of thing, right? Keeping your body limber and hydrated and well rested. So that is fantastic. I really love that and enjoyed that so much. Now, what I'd like to do is shift you to now a bit of a wind up is I love it for the audience to have some takeaways from you like some real practical um, and philosophical pearls of wisdom or tips and I'm
1: wondering if you
0: could share three of those with us.
1: Sure. Um, three is tough for me. So I will try because as you very well know, you can always sneak a couple more in, <laughs> but they can also
0: go into your group yeah, expect and- wellness and you'll find that link in the show notes and also your website. What is your website?
1: Just my name, Dr. Andrea E.com. Dr. Andrea name, And that's good. So they don't have yeah. to worry about spelling it out nope no 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 no, no. <laughs> that is a very long name for sure um but it's dr not d-o-r all right so it's right. just right. dr, so D-R
0: dot is there nope. a dot no nope. just D R andrea e. dot
1: com. So, okay on a sidebar when i put that together it made perfect sense to me until someone looks at it and they go drandrea yes. <laughs> oh that didn't work so well <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's the lessons <laughs> we learn as when you're in business. Absolutely. Because yeah, yeah. you're trained to be a chiropractor, not trained to necessarily be in a business and all this, you know, online marketing type stuff. So try and keep it to three, but you can squeak in a bit more. But I just want to remind people that if they want to connect with you more, that you will be doing some live trainings and you drop yes. tips all the time in your Expect Wellness for those that are
1: on Facebook. Yes. Already Shoot away. Okay. What do you got for us? So- Tip number one, we're going to talk about water. Yes, we all know we have to drink water, blah, blah, blah. We all know that. I look at water very differently. So the rule of thumb is half your weight in pounds in ounces. That's how much you need to be drinking. Yep. So if you weigh 150 pounds, you need to be drinking 75 ounces of water. It's a whole lot more than what we think it is. And I the got reason- my, my cup of water right here. Ah, there you go. Well, I'm- Same as you, there's my water. So you have to think about it. Like think of all of the discs in your spine, like a sponge. Okay. Now take that sponge and dry it out. It'll shrink. And if you try and bend the sponge that's dried out, it's not going to bend. So a spine that is dehydrated, the joints that are dehydrated are going to be stiff and achy and the mornings are going to be worse you drink the amount of water you're supposed to, what it happens, it's like taking the same dried out sponge and now you wet it, it gets nice and thick. And now you can do whatever you want with it. It's the Same idea with your spine. You have to drink the amount of water so that your your whole system, because every joint has some kind of absorbing shock, whether it's your knee and your meniscus or in your elbow or in your shoulder, everything has that. And so you have to have enough water. If you don't want to age and become that Creaky, stiff person that can't move, drink your water. Half your weight in ounces—that's a rule of thumb. Another way of looking at it: if you stick to at least two liters a day, you're good to go. Best way to do that is get a big one-liter bottle and only try and remember to drink two of them. Versus trying to count how many glasses—I can't remember how many glasses I have. Do I no, have four, I. five, six? It's hard to remember. So I actually, I'll throw in there, Andrea,
0: what I did too, is I had more of a, like a one liter yeah. um, bottle and I put um, three elastics on it. And as soon as I finished, I pull one off and I pull one off. And then once they're done, I know I've drank the amount of water I should be. And I want to just throw in there, and I know you'll probably add this at the end anyways, that this is the average. And and this is the caveat or the disclaimer is if you have some kidney issue or you've been told, you know, congestive heart failure or something where you've been told to limit your water, then, you know, by all means, follow that. And if you have not been drinking water at all trying to get to that amount all at once can be like, "Ah, no way. Mm -hmm. Um, So build up to it. It's the goal up to a maximum of four liters uh, as well, because after four liters that actually gets hard on your kidneys, unless you're doing like, I know, marathon running in a hot desert. Fair. yeah, Fair. (laughs) Okay. Um, Do you have, I know sometimes we, we both within our practices get people that are like, I don't like water. I don't like
1: the taste of water. What do we recommend? Uh, you can put lemon slices. You mm-hmm. can put orange slices. Um, you can doctor up your water at home. Do not buy the flavored water in next because the the flavored oils. water hmm? And the essential oils as well. Oh, so yes. The essential because oils, The acid yeah. from
0: the juice can actually bother your teeth. So if you buy oil, that actually is from the peel, right? Okay. So the, some lemon or olive oil. But I say that point again, it's really important not to buy the stuff that's doctored up.
1: Yeah. Like you don't want to do, yeah. You don't want to do the flavored water in the, in the stores because they, most of them, because they have no calories, they're all aspartame derivative. It's all that nutra-sweet or aspartame and aspartame is a neurotoxin. That means it's toxic to your nervous system. There's way better ways to do that on a sidebar all that diet stuff really difficult for the body. You know, when we start talking about, you know, neurotoxins, one of the main side effects of aspartame is headaches, right? So if you have headaches and you don't know why you're having them, look at what you're drinking. Mm. It's on a sidebar. Mm -hmm. So water's number one. So
0: number one is watch your water and get the amount, stay hydrated.
1: Yes. Second, we're going to talk about posture, right? Because as we age, we tend to slump and gravity starts to pull And we start aiming forward. Yeah. Because what happens is we spend our life hanging over. We're either hanging over our phones, hanging over our computers. Yes, we are cooking. What's the motion of cooking? It's angled over the pot of soup. We are reading. Reading is your down forward. Everything we do in life is rolling us in this forward flexed position. Mm -hmm. Once that settles in is when gravity starts to pull. And now you start developing that hump in the back of your neck called the dowager's hump. You want to open your posture. It is never too late to change your posture. The easiest thing I tell everyone, yes, that's it. So we're going to just turn your thumbs backwards. You're going to squeeze your shoulder blades back and you're going to look up a little bit because you don't want to be looking down because that'll just accentuate the hump in the back of your neck. And you're going to count to 20. And what that does is it starts opening the pec muscles. Because we spend so much time pulling forward, you have to stretch it in the opposite direction.
0: Now, so I'm, I'm, going, I'm going, going to. So for those listening on just um, audio, mm-hmm. uh, what Doctor Andrea had me doing as a model, and she was doing is hands just slightly out; they can be bent at the elbow, palms sort of up to facing the ceiling or up to the sky, and your thumbs aimed backwards behind mm-hmm. you. Yes, and then pulling your shoulders back, You're, or pulling your shoulder blades together. Yes. Okay. And that, that stretches out the pectoral
1: muscles. Yes. Yeah. How often should we do? You said 20 seconds, 20 seconds. Want to do it about give or take 10 times a day. Because if you are at your computer desk for eight hours a day and you are hunched over your keyboards and you only stretch for 20 seconds at the end of the day, is it really going to make any difference at all? Yeah. Not so much, right? So these stretches are really about breaking the pattern. It's not about really getting into a big, big, deep stretch. It's really about starting to break the pattern. If you want a deeper stretch, you do the door frame, right? Where you put your hands on either side of the door frame and you step into the door frame. That's it. Now, okay. one Head thing on. that I find people are doing is they are put their putting their hands on either side of the door frame and then they're leaning in. Mm-hmm. Well, leaning in puts too much stress on your shoulder joints. You just want to okay. step in. And always keeping your head up because you want to open the pec muscles. Think of when you sit, think of having that heart of diamond, you know, from Titanic, that big old blue diamond. Yeah. right? Of course I have to go there. So (laughs) you want that right at the center of your collarbone, right? right? You want to have that be the first thing people see. So it's not about sitting and then just pulling your shoulders back. Cause they don't really see it. It's about really opening the posture. So the first thing they see is that amazing diamond that you have on your neck.
0: Beautiful. And that's
1: how you kind of change. The other thing is by standing straighter. It will actually give the illusion that you are much younger than what you are as well. As Beautiful, we It's like a face tall, left in a stretch. That's right. Cause it right. pulls
0: all the neck and lifts that up. That's fantastic. So, I mean, really, if you want to do it 10 times a day, you know, once an hour on the top of the hour, or set your alarm. Yep. And it is about training. Like literally we could set our alarms every hour, or if you have something like a Fitbit, they yep. will scream at you if you haven't done enough steps every hour. So, you know, that might be a warning, but I love that. So now we're keeping hydrated and we're doing our, st- and that's a super simple stretch. Who doesn't have 20 seconds every hour.
1: The other one I'm kind of torn between. So I'm going to give you two real quick ones. One, sleep. Sleep, we know. I'm just reiterating it. You have to get your sleep in. If you are not sleeping and you're burning the candles on both ends, one, you're not going to heal as fast as what you should. And two, you're going to age way faster, way faster try and get at least seven hours of sleep. You know, it's kind of the bare minimum. They suggest closer to eight, but I know sometimes when push comes to shove, you want to try and stay around that seven. You don't want to be going down in the five, right? You don't want yeah. to go be past 10, 11, cause that's too much. You kind of want to stay around that seven, seven eight. to nine.
0: So, yeah, seven, eight, well, eight nine. Part of it, what I learned too, and you know, on I'm sure you'll reinforce this is when I did get a Fitbit, not that I'm promoting Fitbit at all. I'm just, that just happens to be when I'm using one of those watches. I was shocked at how they don't count the, the wakeful period. And you can have up to an half an hour, an hour of wakeful period throughout your sleep. So for me to get a solid seven hours, I actually had to start putting myself to bed for eight hours at a time. Hmm. And so yes. that's important to think about that. If you're doing seven and you're still tired, triangle more even. And for myself, because I was listening to what you're saying and other stuff that's out there is, um, if I can't fall asleep, I listen to a calm, like an audible type book, you know, audio book or a podcast. And if, when I wake up in the morning, I'll do something like that or a meditation, but I was making myself stay in bed for eight hours to get the rest, if nothing else. And now I'm actually sleeping far
1: better. Nice. So yeah, nice. Okay, so the last piece. I good um, soon? <laughs> <laughs> so the last piece is I want to talk about something a little on the sidebar. It's more on my chiropractic side world. Is people who develop knee pain and hip pain, and they don't really know why, and their okay. knees start hurting more, and their hips start hurting more, and then they're struggling, and they go to see the doctor, and you know they have one knee that hurts more than the other knee, and the doctor's like, "Oh, well, you're just getting older," and you know, the first thing that we've talked about this, the first thing that I say to the, to my patients, I was like, really? So how much older is your right knee compared to your left knee? Right. It's like, you have to take that step back and go, wait a second. I love that. Right. (laughs) That's crazy. It's true. And I say it a little bit, you know, tongue in cheek kind of thing, you know, because I'm not trying to make anyone feel bad, but when it is specifically with knee or hips, when there's one side that's significantly worse than the other is you have to look at what's happening in your feet. You have to pay attention to your shoes. You have to pay attention to what's happening in your feet. If, you, if your feet roll in, if you're flat-footed, if ever once upon a time someone said, hey, you really need orthotics, and you did it for a little bit and then you never did it again, you're probably the person I'm talking to. If your feet roll in, that means your knees roll in and your hips roll in, everything follows the foundation, right? Your feet are the foundation to your house, your foundation is crooked mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what you do to your house the house will always follow the foundation so you have to pay attention to your shoes when we're 20 we can get away with the high heels we can get away with all kinds of stuff the further we get from 20 yeah, the body's a little less tolerant it doesn't like oh, diplomatic <laughs> you're so diplomatic <laughs> <laughs> right so it's, it tends to argue with us a little bit more and it hurts more when we're not in the right shoes. So please, 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 if you have one side that's hurting more than the other, and you haven't had a direct injury that has triggered that pain and you don't know what is going on, make sure your feet are supported properly. If you're in hardwood floors, ceramic tiles, and your feet hurt, put shoes on. Birkenstocks are the easiest ones. They have already an underlying you know, support on them, especially if you get the ones with the two straps and you can put your socks on your nice, warm, fuzzy socks. So in the wintertime, you're, and that's you're called Birkin socks, Birkin. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I learned something new I thought today. That
0: My, I, I think it's my daughter, like my, I, like kids in their 20, I shouldn't be calling them kids, but they, it was a joke they were wearing or even in high school or so they'd wear socks and Birkin and Birkin Yeah, And I would laugh because of course,
1: our generation was more like, oh, you don't wear socks we don't and sandals. That. And
0: they are like, ah, oh, totally makes sense. And we call them Birkin socks.
1: Yes, there it is. Perfect. Great. Right. So yeah. So you want to make sure you have shoes. And those are the, I mean, you don't have to do those ones. Morel, Teva, Mephisto's, those are all brands that will give some kind of support. Don't buy slippers. There's zero support in slippers. Make sure you're in good, supportive shoes. If you need help, reach out. Let me help you out. Make sure you go to good shoe, good stores like Step Ahead or Running Room. People that will watch you walk and pay attention to what your shoes are wearing. If you're buying shoes based on look, color, and price, and not really on the functionality of the shoe, you may be missing a piece of the puzzle on this one. That's right? so, so true. I, um, I have
0: to say, for me, Birkenstocks, that style of shoe is... I don't love going for walks in them, to be honest, that's just me. But when I'm in the house and I am cooking or doing dishes or something around the house, they make all the world of difference to my feet. Like I, I, it really has changed whether or not I have pain in my feet and other things. Um, But Normally this would be the end, but I'm going to keep you on for just one more moment <laughs> because there was something as we were talking that I realized, Oh, I didn't ask you this. And I would love for you to explain. You've also been not just a wellness chiropractor, but a computerized chiropractor. You oh are, <laughs> you are basically the chiropractor for people that are scared of the cracking and popping. Cause a lot of people are like, you know, fingers like no way am I going to a chiropractor because it's freaky explain Hmm. what you do because maybe I'll lead in with this what I what I found out was just like being a chiropractor means you are an expert of the spine and and all the physiology that it impacts in our bodies I'm simplifying it yep but that different chiropractor there's many different practices within chiropractic just like there's different types of doctors a gynecologist versus you know like uh I don't know uh, an EMT specialist right or cardiologist they're different and so there's many different types of chiropractors out there and I'm wondering if you could just touch base on that
1: sure so well um yeah so like you said there's lots and lots of chiropractic techniques out there there's probably well over 50 somehow wow In Calgary, so I'm fairly new to Calgary. I'm about six years in. Um, There's not that many different techniques that are showing up in Calgary for whatever reason. Uh, The manual type adjustment seems to be the predominant one in general in Calgary. It is not the best. It's not the worst. It's just one technique out of all the different types of technique that exist. I found that as much as I love the idea of chiropractic, Oh, I hated getting my neck adjusted. I would have, I would be tensing and the chiropractor would be going, relax, relax, relax. And then he'd adjust me. And I, I knew it was doing better and I always felt better, but oh, did I not like that initial setup? And so when I went through school, I was like, you know, there's gotta be other ways. So for me, my whole thing in school was what other ways can I do the same outcome? So the way I explained to my patient is, Hands aren't very fast, requires a little bit more force to get the bone to move. You have to lock it out and you've got to really get in there. I use instruments. Instruments are so much faster than the hand, requires hardly any force at all to get the exact same outcome. So we've just tweaked the equation on how we do it. So in my practice, there is no manual adjusting. Everyone is sitting in a chair, kind of like when you go to those seated chair massages, right? Where you're Mm, leaning forward. You're seating and leaning forward like this. Yeah, that's it. Your whole spine is nice and relaxed and it's just nice and fanned open, just waiting for me to come in. And so with my instrument, I come from behind. So the adjustments are a straight line angle. There's none of that rotational component. There's no popping. There's no twisting. And the thing that I absolutely love is it is a hypercussive tap and it will keep tapping until the bone moves. Once it moves inside of my instrument, there's a piezoelectric crystal that just measures them the movement. It's the same type of technology that NASA used in order to uh, keep track of the vibrational component of the tiles upon re-entry of the spaceships, right? Oh, so really? Like, oh, I didn't know high that. High tech. Yeah, it's that high tech kind of, I call it like chiropractic 2.0, right? <laughs> because it just takes it that next level. And so it will tap until the bone moves. It should tap yeah, 10 to 20 times. That's kind of within normal range. It's like a little so- reverberation. Yeah. Yeah. Not a vibration, but it's definitely think of um, more woodpecker. Okay. Like a little, it
0: is very gentle.
1: Yeah. It's very gentle, but very specific. And because of that, I, I don't require any of that manual type adjusting to get the exact same outcome. The thing that I like with my instrument is I can work on things like your TMJs. I can work on headaches. I can work on sinuses. There's so many things that I could do with this instrument that I just was way more difficult to do it during the manual. So for me, I haven't done manual since before 2005. I've been a chiropractor oh. a long time.
0: <laughs> that is. That is. So thank you for sharing that. Because yeah. I,
1: I really, I don't
0: know that most pe- uh, so many people I know think of chiropractor and they think of the cracking, yeah. which some people like. I know yeah, some people oh yeah, like for that. Sure. I, for myself, always had a bit of a rebound. I couldn't tolerate that. I love what you do, and and there's another technique that I you know enjoy as well. And I had no idea there was 50 different ones, so that's amazing. There's so many different tools,
1: yeah, Mm -hmm. to get.
0: But I like the way you say that. That you know, what's a different way? What's a different path to a similar outcome, which is good, and that outcome. Is wellness, and that's what you're all about. And we are so happy for you. And the launch of your book this month is going to be amazing. And happy birthday! We're going to they be do. celebrating you. And I look forward to um, showing up in each other's Facebook group. You know, I'm looking forward awesome. to coming over to yours. I'm already part of your group, mm-hmm. and you're part of my group as well. And we're so happy to have you
1: on today. So thank you, thank you so much. Dr. Andrea. It was a pleasure to be here. And again, thank you for everything that you do. You have an amazing group and I love being part of it. And, you know, it's, it's such a great connecting group where you can really develop a lot of friendships, right? As we get older, a lot of times we lose friendships, so focused on families that it's, and sometimes the ones we had when we were younger, we're not really that same person anymore. So Mm -hmm. it's nice to kind of be exposed to, A whole group of people who are very like-minded as well so thank you for that as well
0: oh that's awesome well i i've had a wonderful chat with you today goodbye everyone thank you so much for spending this last half hour with us and we'll see you next week on a new podcast take care
1: thanks for joining us today you've been listening to the fabulous at 50 podcast with your host joanne newaduk
0: Join us again for more inspirational interviews on topics that matter to you. If you like what you've heard on today's episode, check out the liner notes. Or to learn more about this vibrant community that celebrates women over 50, please visit fabulousat50.com. That's www.fabulousat50.com.